What more do you want me to say about that, Lord? It's just on his heart. I can sense it this morning. It's on his heart. Thankful. That's what he's saying. Be thankful for freedom. Are you thankful for freedom? To choose? And you just think of all the choices we make in life. You know, I I think I I was was it Joyce Meyer this week week I heard her say I believe that seventy choices a day. Some people have figured out we have about seventy choices a day, but the freedom to make those choices it goes all the way back to God. God gave Adam and Eve the choice in the Garden of Eden. To eat of that fruit or not. He says you may eat of all the others, but don't eat of this one. But it was their choice. They still made the decision and they they made a choice. They made a decision to go God's way, what God said, the truth, and be free, or go contrary to God into what we call sin. Sin is missing the mark. You know, it's going off of the truth. It's going off of life. It's going off of from what God would have us to do. And that's what they chose. But God knew that too. He knew it before the foundation of the world. He knew that Adam and Eve were going to choose that direction. And he had a plan. He had a plan way back then. But you know what? That plan, he knew ahead of time, would call for him to become a man, a baby, very vulnerable. You know, we begin to see the you know, we celebration of that. We call it Christmas, right? And that's coming. But God knew that. He knew the whole, he, knew, he knows the end from the beginning, and he knew all that before. But he still chose that path to give us freedom to love him, freedom to choose him. Not to force us, not to, he, he, he made us in his image. We are spirit beings and we are now eternal and he made us in his image and he made us so that we can relate to him. We can have communion with him. We can love him. We can talk to him. He can talk to us. It says in Matthew 4, 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And he's made us that way, so that he can communicate with us. The primary word, way that he does is through his word, the written word. And of course, everything else that he speaks to us, and he does. He speaks in our thoughts. But it must always line up with the word. 
And that's why it's so important to know the word. But you know, even believing is a choice that he's given to us. I can still remember in college when I was at that place where all my life I had grown up in the church and I just accepted what my parents had said and what they did and so forth. And I never had been really strongly challenged in that. The community we grew up in most of the people there were church, in church on a Sunday morning. I would guess 80 to 90 percent, maybe. Maybe even more than that of everyone in the, the towns were for sure in Volga. Amherst, maybe not quite that much. Edgerton probably 95% or 99% of the people. Right? Joyce knows what that's like. She grew up in Leota right next to it. So that, that's how I, we, I grew up. But then when I got to college, some of the courses that I took, they were courses that, they were called higher criticism type courses and they were looking at all things in the Bible that they thought maybe could be this way or that way. It wasn't taught in faith. It was taught in, with questions. But there were also people in my dorm, like one was into astral projection. I had never heard of astral projection. And, uh, you know, these things are real in the dark realm too, you know. But this astral projection... Chancho, his name was Chancho Bryce. He was from Peru. He was the weightlifting champion in Peru, Pastor Dean, at that time. But he was in our dorm, and he was telling us how he could astral project. He said, I can go to your house and tell you exactly what it looks like. That really threw me. It really did. <laughs> and there were other things. There were other, other students that were, I was a freshman. There were other freshmen that were kind of at that same place. And they, we were, I can remember talking in the rooms, you know, what is this about? You know, even a lot of my friends, some of them anyway, were pre-seminary students and we would be talking like that. And, uh, I remember sharing it with my mom and dad, and they were definitely praying for me at that time, because it was the first time I had come to, I guess you could call it a crisis of faith. And many of you have heard the story before, but it came to a point in my dorm on a weekend when I was there by myself, my roommate had gone home for the weekend and and the Lord brought me to a point, you know, through that little booklet by E. Stanley Jones, Abundant Living, the, the point of stop 
trying to answer all the unanswerable questions and simply believe. Make a decision. I am going to believe in God and his word, the Bible. And that's exactly what it came down to. By faith. I need to, needed to, by faith, make a decision to believe. It wasn't because I felt like believing. It wasn't because my mind had been convinced that something was true, my mind. But from my heart, I made a decision that I am going to believe the God of the Bible. I'm going to believe in God. And I did that. And there have been, you know, through all of that's a long time ago. There have been a lot of ups and downs in my life since then. You know, times when my faith has been challenged. But I always come back to that place and say, I have decided to believe. And I'm going to live like a believer. I'm going to turn my back like that song of Amy Grant, I think it was. I'm going to turn my back on the deceiver. I'm going to live what I believe. You know, part of that is I'm going to give thanks when I don't feel like giving thanks. I'm making a decision. Though it seems like everything's going wrong around me and I don't understand some stuff, I'm going to believe. I'm making a decision. And you know what? When you do that, the more you do it, in some ways, I believe, at least I've found this, it's just easier then to believe. I mean, the more you do it, of course, I've been doing this now since uh, that was 1970. At school there, or 69, so you can count the years. Few. And, uh, but, but when you act on, when you decide to believe, believe, and then you do according to that believing, you act like you believe, you're obedient, in other words. It's an upward cycle then, see? Because when you obey, when you do what you believe the word says, it's confirmed to you. And you confirm yourself and your confidence becomes stronger. When you read the word and then you say that you believe but then you don't do it, then you deceive yourself, it says in Peter, I believe it is. Then we deceive ourselves. But when we know the word, we get to know it, we decide, I'm gonna, I believe that, I believe what it says, I'm going to obey it, and I'm going to give thanks for what I don't see in the natural realm yet that I'm believing for from the Word. It just grows in you. It grows in you. And I've noticed that in my life here of late, that 
sometimes I'll just tell people, you maybe heard me say this re- recently, says, I'm just so glad that I do believe. I'm glad I believe. Because there's an initiation there too. There's a help from the Holy Spirit to make that decision. And that's where we can pray for that. But that's where we can pray for other people that are walking the wrong ways, that are doing the wrong things, that need renewal, people that need revival. We can pray for them. One of the things I've been praying a lot more just of late is working with the angels. And I call it, I've been calling it that, that I've been working with the angels. You know, angels, it says in Hebrews 1, is it verse 14, that they're ministering servants, or spirits, serving spirits. Ministering means servant. That they're ministering spirits sent forth for those who are heirs of salvation. And I believe that's salvation for people that haven't received Christ yet, but I also believe that they work on behalf of those that have received Christ to bring other parts of salvation. See, that word salvation, soteria in the Greek, that includes everything that we need salvation from in this life, from sin unto eternal life. But If you're sick, you need salvation for healing. You need to be saved from that sickness, for instance. And even angels, I believe, work in those areas as well. And in my prayer times, that's what's been coming forth more. But it's been happening, I I believe. It has been happening But now it's like a new level of knowing in my heart and in my faith level that when I'm praying like for you and you, that there are angels going forth. There's angels going forth at his bidding as the Lord sends them forth. The main way that I I pray for my circle of prayer, which you are a part of, is in the spirit, in tongues, because I usually don't know specifically what to pray for you. But the Lord, last week or week or so ago, just brought to light to me, I guess, the thought that when I'm speaking in an unknown tongue, I speak in the tongues of men and of angels. And the thought came to me, and see, the more that we grow in the Lord, and again, line it up with the Word, make sure what you believe you're hearing from God lines up with the Word. If it's contrary to it, Don't receive it. Reject it. That's a big part of what we're talking about is rejecting lies of the enemy. 
We need to be very strong in the word. The more that we hear from the Lord, the more we need to be in the word, I guess you could say, and, and it works both ways. But anyway, this is the, the, what I believe the Lord spoke to me was that some of the time when I'm praying for my circle of prayer, the tongues that I'm speaking for them, for you, are tongues of angels, and it's sending forth those angels on assignment. Some are thinking, you're kind of weird, Pastor Steve. Andrew Walmack, he always says, well, I think you're weird. <laughs> what he means by, what he means, what he means by weird is you're weird, you're off from the word. Got to be on the word. It's all got to be founded on the word. But I'm just... I'm giving you a word of exhortation. Continue in the Lord. Continue in the word, and it'll get, in some ways, easier. It does, to believe. Now, we do run into things where it's hard. No matter how far we go, we run into things that, man, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. But then what do we do? We go to the Word. And we give thanks to the Lord even before we understand. And we have an attitude of thanks and gratitude before we see the answers. We give praise unto Him. And we trust in God. We decide, we make a decision to trust in God and give thanks. You know that's the will of God, right? To give thanks. The Bible says, in everything give thanks. In the midst of everything, the good and the bad, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. So give thanks to the Lord. One of the things we can give thanks for, the song, those songs were so good, that you had this morning, Jeshua. One of them was about God is good, right? Or how, you remember which one that was? Talked about God is goodness, God's goodness. You know what I'm talking about? What is it? Is that the one you wrote? Can you find the word, go up there and find the words a minute? So that's the one you wrote. But that's one of the things we can be thankful for is that God is good and that he is love, right? He's good and he's love. And then he chose even when he knew before the foundation of the earth that we would sin and that we would need a savior, he'd have to come down here as a baby, be a man and go, just stay here a second. I'm 
feeling down. Oh, yeah. Why don't you read that for us? Here. Uh, Joyce, is there? I'm going to just have you read it. You can set it on there. No, that's not. No. That might have worked too, but. Yeah, just, just read that. The whole thing I just see. I'll, I'll stop you. So, I'm not sure. it begins with when I'm feeling down and I can, cannot find my way. I will look to you, you're the one who gives me strength. When I cannot see the end, you are all I need. When I cannot find my faith, I will shout and sing. You are good to me, your mercy never ends. You are good to me, and your kindness overwhelms me. So I'll shout it from the mountaintops, you are good to me. And I'll sing it from the valley, you are good to me. And then it just repeats, so I'll shout it from the mountaintops, you're good to me, and, and I'll shout it from the valley, you're good to me. Then it goes into verse two of, when I feel like giving up, you are good to me. When I feel like giving in, you are good to me. When I cannot find my way, your mercy never ends. When I cannot see the end, you are good to me. When I'm lost inside and I cannot find my way, I will look to you. You're the one who gives me strength. Because you're so good, so good, oh, so good to me. Jesus, you're so good, oh, so good to me. You are good to me. Your mercy never ends. You are good to me. Your kindness overwhelms me. And it goes back into sing it from the mountain. So what we see here is, I don't know, you could put that, this song, why don't you put that back up on the, Shout It From the Mountaintops, it's gone, by Joshua Bush. Hallelujah. So we can look at it. This song was pretty special to me because it was a time when actually my mom wasn't doing so well. She contracted COVID and then also something. What happened with your shoulder? It was like an infection in her shoulder. They had to cut her shoulder open. My dad had to patch the wound or change the dressing every single day. And also my my grandma wasn't doing so well at that time either. She ended up getting COVID pretty shortly after. And so it seemed like everything was happening at one moment. And then, yeah, shortly after, like, I wrote this song, I think she passed away. But, and so it was just kind of everything all at one time. And I was right. feeling overwhelmed. My mom was feeling overwhelmed. and. Right. I remember just taking a walk and the Lord just started showing me and I just started I just started singing and then I went back and tried to figure it out on the piano. And, yeah. But that's good, Joshua. Yeah. Um let's put it to the first part there. Mm. 
When I'm feeling down and I cannot find my way, I will. See that? Are you connecting? I will make a decision to look to you. I choose. I will. You know, when you look through the scriptures, when it talks, like, I will give thanks with my whole heart. It's, I will give thanks. Amen. I don't know if it ever says, I feel like giving thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the Bible. Maybe it does, but I don't. Usually it's not the feeling part. But the thing is, the feelings will come when we do this. And that's what you were doing. You, everything was not looking good. I mean, it was all negative stuff. Mm-hmm. But I will look to you. You're the one who gives me strength. Mm-hmm. When I cannot see the end, you are all I need. When I cannot find my faith, I will, I decide to shout and sing, hallelujah. In the darkest hour. Say that with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh, that does something just doing that, doesn't it? Let's do it again. Hallelujah. Again. Hallelujah. Ooh. Something's changing in this room just by doing that. You know, it does. I I saw a sign the other day, it's not happy people that are thankful, it's thankful people that are happy. Hallelujah! 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 Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Let's have the worship team come up here again. We gotta sing this one again. Together with the whole congregation. Hallelujah. What time is it? So we make a decision to stand for freedom in Christ Jesus against the bondage of sin. We also make a decision to stand for liberty and freedom in our homes, in our church, in our nation, wherever we are. God is the Almighty. We want to decide to submit to His lead and His control. Spirit-controlled rather than flesh-controlled. But man was not made to dominate man or woman, woman, or whatever. Humankind Human beings were not made to dominate other human beings. 
There might be another song coming here. <laughs> you never know. Let's stand up and sing this. Jeshua and team lead us. Um, I just actually want to wish my mom a happy birthday tomorrow. And I'm going to say thank you for everything you do. And I know I wrote this song for partially for myself, for the Lord just reminding of how good he is even when it seems like everything's crashing down. But I also know that I wrote it for you. Shout it from the valley 
make a decision to. I make a decision to continue in the word and know the truth and be free. John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. If you know the word, you know it stands for freedom. If you know the word, you know it stands for liberty. Oh, Julie, don't get me going here. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 God stands for liberty. He stands for liberty. Oh, God stands for liberty for you and me. You and me.
We thank you for the working of your Holy Spirit in each of us individually, in our, in our church, in the church, in these communities where we are, the churches, in this state, in this nation, but around the world in this day, in this hour. And we pray for that a revival, that awakening, and a great harvest of souls into the kingdom of God, into the family of God. That there would be a lot of people making that decision to believe in you and to give their lives to you, to entrust their lives to you, to give it all to you. Yes, salvation is free in Jesus Christ. It's not anything that we earned. But on the other hand, I believe for us, it's a thing where we decide to give, we decide to give it all to the Lord. So it costs us everything in that sense. My life isn't my own anymore. It's been bought with a price and I'm his. Hallelujah. Let's say one more hallelujah. 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 <laughs> I got a few announcements just before we leave today. There's goodie, goodies. Goodies. <laughs> There's goodies and fellowship after the service today. Next Sunday, Adan and Maria are going to be having a meal. And next week is communion. We'll have communion. Also remember History in the Baking, the Christmas play. Um, Saturday and Sunday, December 11 and 12 at 2 p.m. Tickets are available right after the service in the foyer. Do be thinking of yourself for tickets, of course, but for others too, uh, that you could bring for that. There'll be a Christmas concert on December 17, 7 o'clock Friday right here. Kenton Chantel Dudley and their team will be presenting that. Kenton Chantel are with Real Life Women Conference. They're, they've been in Des Moines this weekend now. And last weekend they were in Rapid City. And the weekend before, a couple before that, maybe it was in Fargo. And they're having some real results there. A lot of people are being ministered to and see that's a part of us too going forth and we keep them covered in prayer. Keep them covered in prayer. Youth meet on Wednesday at six for our giving of tithes and offerings. We have boxes in the back here to give our tithes and offerings. For those of you online watching, you can mail Box 67, Tinstrike, Minnesota, 56683, or go online at tinstrikechurch.com to give. And that's a part of, we make a decision to give. Sometimes we may feel like giving, sometimes we don't feel like giving, but that's not where it's at. It's, I decide to give, and then you will see the blessings flow as you learn to do that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Well, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Thanksgiving, I believe, I remember, right? Hallelujah. Well, we'll just fellowship as we go and pray for one another. If you have a prayer need, let somebody know and pray for each other. And hallelujah.